and welcome to another episode of the Horror House Podcast. I'm guy number one. I'm fellow over there number three. Welcome to episode 20. I know now people are wondering what happened to dude number two. What happened to guy over there number one and two? They'll never know. We killed him. We did kill them. I am still Chris, by the way. I, I'm play the guy that's over there, number three. And I'm Dave, and I've also played male. <laughs> so you have something in common with one of these actors in this this movie we're going to talk about today, right? Which one? Uh, the 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 guy that Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez's uh, acting partner. Sweet. Yeah. This week is episode 20. It's always a big deal because we've done 20 of these things now. I know. It's amazing. This week we are talking about The Shortcut. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It exists. It It, does. It certainly does that at least. (laughs) From, I didn't. I didn't recognize it immediately when you first uh, picked this one, but as yeah. soon as I started watching it, I knew we had watched this before, and we watched it when it first came out on the uh, videos. So this came out back in two thousand nine, but the thing that sets this apart is the Happy Madison association which i had never even heard anything about i didn't know the first thing about this movie until i read a bloody disgusting article one day a couple weeks ago and i was like oh scary madison was a thing they did one horror movie and then one movie the shortcut and i was like oh i want to i want to watch that on a horror house and then uh we talk about that because that's interesting enough that this comedy like production company made a, a horror movie I'm just going to say, you watched another movie thinking you were going to do that one and pivoted from that movie to this movie. Oh, right. I absolutely forgot about the other one. (laughs) And so I just want to know, hindsight, was that a good pivot? Oh, I don't want to give my review of the shortcut away too soon, but (laughs) I don't think it mattered much either way. You tried. I, but the, the, the director for this, um, you know, this is his only horror movie. It is. And uh, he went on to produce one of my favorite Happy Madison movies of all time is Grandma's Boy. Both me and you both. It's a fantastic. I love Grandma's Boy. <laughs> I love Morgan, it so much. I'm you can't so... drive to the devil's house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You're right, I am naked. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm putting on my Christmas tree. In July? <laughs> uh, there's so much shit in Grandma's Boy. I absolutely yeah. love Grandma's Boy. Um, and that's... Uh, he's done a few things. Nothing big. Uh, other than a couple couple little... These couple movies. And the same goes for the writers. And, uh, I mean, and, and uh, <laughs> most, the, most of the actors, well, let us, let us not forget, uh, young, uh, Dave Franco, 
or oh, hold on, or as I like to call him, modern day Chad Lowe. Oh yes, yes. Is that not is that not the 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 modern day retelling of Rob Lowe and Chad Lowe? Is these two? Yeah, yeah. I, I you hit the nail on the head. I'm burning down some Dave Franco bridges to say this, but I mean now he ain't ever showing up on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you have Chad Lowe and you have Dave Franco, and you know that neither one of them ever gets the talk. That yeah. you know, of you know, I, if you I think you've ruined, more like your brother, you could get somewhere. I think, <laughs> I think you've even ruined the chance of uh, James Franco appearing on the show, uh, unless we get Seth Rogen. True. If Seth Rogen was here, James Franco would be here sucking a stick. <laughs> I'm dropping loads all over your house, Franco. That's another good one. Uh, we could do the end on a horror house. It kind of fits. <laughs> Uh, if the shortcut fits, then surely the end fits. Um, uh, welcome to my house. It's a part of me. Welcome, welcome inside of me. Uh, so, <laughs> my God, my sweet lord. Before we get go further, have you ever heard seen those videos on on YouTube where they? take like the big bang theory or some sitcom and replace the canned audience laughter with seth rogan like cackling like his high cackle like <laughs> oh no no i have not ever seen that they're fantastic and if your imagination is doing it justice because when you watch I thought you like, were, oh yeah <laughs> i thought you were going to ask me if i'd seen the youtube videos where they recut trailers and old movies and turn them into horror movie trailers Oh no! We should review uh, some of those uh, on an episode one day because there's some legit, like, really good ones. <laughs> yes, yes. We should curate a big list and see what we can come up with. There are some good it, ones, or vice so versa. Get- the Shining. Did you see the Shining one where they make it a comedy movie? I think. That's oh what no, it was. I have not. I have not. That's a pretty good one. Go ahead. Uh, we're probably going to do um, Dr. Sleep before long. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, I was just going to ask what you've been up to this week, Chris. Uh, in the horror front, not a whole very much. I watched another movie thinking we were going to do an episode on it called Starfish. And it just wasn't, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. And I was like, yeah, let's not, let's not do the horror house on this one. And instead, you picked the shortcut. And like a ray from God himself shone onto this article on the internet about the shortcut and Scary Madison. I was like, that's what we're doing. And then here we are. (laughs) However, other than that, I did watch three Police Academy movies in one day a few few days ago. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful way to spend a day. It, It was absolutely fantastic. I I don't know the last time I watched a Police Academy movie, and I, I but I cursed myself. I love them. Like I was almost through the third one. I was like, I think I'm gonna go ahead and watch all these, and then I stopped at the third one. <laughs> but good shit. That's how many are? How many are there? Now? Six, seven. Holy shit! Okay, yeah. Three is uh, a good place to stop on almost any series. Yeah. Once the Gutenberg's gone, you count me out. You count me straight out. I'm not into that. <laughs> right. If anything, the world needs more Gutenberg. 
related note, did you know that there's a horror movie with Steve Gutenberg and uh, a couple of the Police Academy people, like, within the last 10 years, called Lava Lantula? What? Yeah. A horror movie used loosely. It's kind of like a Sharknado kind of dumb kind of deal. But there's, uh, like, uh, lava, there's lava spiders or something. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I saw that one day. I was like, oh, interesting. Because I was like, what's Steve Gutenberg been up to? And that led yeah, me to that. Yeah, but good on, good on you, Steve. <laughs> good on you, Goots. Yeah, it's a cool or, title. Uh, lava Lantula. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, about, what about you? What have you been perusing with your free times well i've been working quite a bit but stella and i tried to um, get into a, a series called october faction on the netflixes and um it's weird because the actor that plays um the father of the current family the main family in the movie mm-hmm. appears to be older than the actor that plays his dad Interesting. So that's the thing. <laughs> um, the casting is terrible. The pacing is not great. Um, I'm thinking if I could stick around a little bit longer, maybe it it would become something. It's basically <laughs> a family that mom and dad are secretly monster hunters, but the kids are probably psychic. Um, and, you know, maybe yeah, I don't know. So we hmm. gave up on that series uh, and started watching Lock and Key, also on the Netflixes. Which just came out this was it this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, we finished it in one weekend. Oh, is it not very long, or is it uh, ten episodes? I think. Oh shit! It's, so it's good then. It, yeah, it's phenomenal. We enjoyed it very much. Um, the the. The actors uh, are much more likable. The characters are much more likable. The the young boy that in the Locke family is um, Georgie from It, the remake It. Oh, okay. Um, and he's also in. I can I can't place him. He's in some other scary another scary movie as the creepy kid. I and know, um, I yeah, I, I should. But um, he's a likable. Uh, Rugrat, and uh, it's a good it's a good series. We we enjoyed it. I read. I have uh, one of the collections of the comics, and it took. It was so slow to get going that I gave up before it got going <laughs> in comic form, and I didn't realize it at the time until like the last week, couple weeks. Uh, it's written by Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. Uh, I I could tell you could tell there's very much a little Stephen King flair here and there, um, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, no. And I didn't know I did not know that, so that's um, very interesting. And I've known of him for a while, not to be like a hipster or nothing. I've known Joe Hill for years. I knew him before he was Joe Hill. <laughs> uh, I knew him before his parents knew him. But I always thought like he was, you know, like late thirties. There's about no, he's he's about fifty years old. He's heading towards fifty. I'm like shit, so old now, so old. Like I don't mean him. I just mean everybody alive right now is just so fucking old now. It's like how old is Stephen yep. King? He's like four hundred and three. No big deal. Yeah. Oh no, children are born twenty years old these days. 
it's insane what has happened blew my mind when i looked up his age but i'm glad to hear that that show is is worth watching i will give it yeah. a shot the prodigy is the one that stars um the Georgia. kid jackson jackson uh, robert scott um and it, the prodigy was a, a pretty good movie it's not you know i see it a lot when i'm looking through like what to watch and it's it's kind of funny because they're the cover of it has like the kid with like the half skull face half plain face uh-huh. yep. there, there is a wrestler in aew who uh that's his whole look <laughs> Oh, okay. He's re- okay. I really like him, but every time I see that, I'm like, "There's Darby Allen." <laughs> That's the Darby Allen was a kid movie, <laughs> and I've never uh, watched that. But ne- I didn't know it was Georgie. Creepy kid movies are creepy. Fair. I don't. That may be a little bit redundant. <laughs> um, but creepy, creepy kid movies are creepy, and they star kids. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Get the news wire going. Beep, 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 beep. This just The producer was a pretty decent one. Yeah, see? Read all about it. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on that. Like the I went like 1930s, like news. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm with you. We uh, interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Creepy kid movies are creepy and star kids. <laughs> Avoid at all costs. So did you have did is that does that sum up your your weekly viewings? Or do you got any getting other things you have uh, have seen? No, that that pretty much sums up uh where we've been at. So that's uh, a, that's a slow week for us. Uh, a whole series? <laughs> <laughs> I guess usually we just watch more variety because uh, I don't gotcha. I don't like to I don't like to binge watch a series because then like two days and it's over and I can't stretch out my pleasure. See, I I was uh, I'm the same way, but in a different kind of way. I don't like to binge watch things because I'll get burnt out before we're done. Uh, uh-huh. And Fonda will, will watch a show till she'll watch all ten seasons as fast as possible and like we tried to watch the witcher and the mandalorian and we get you know five or six episodes in i'm like stop it's all i can do right now <laughs> i'm done i need to do something else i gotta play some music or like, yeah this is too much and then we've i've we've still never went back and finished either one we did the same thing with the haunting of hill house i've still never seen the last episode of that because i got burned out on it trying to get through it in like a day i'm like no i can't i can't binge watch I, I, i'm I'm weird. You're gonna have to watch it. You're gonna have to watch it. I might, I might pick it just so you have to watch that last episode. Which is uh, the dude that did uh, Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize until here recently. I'm like, oh shit. He uses I, like the same actors and everything. It's impressive, but also yes. kind of like, oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, are you that the close girl, friends with everyone? The, the youngest daughter, the one that kind of kills herself in Haunting of Hill House, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> she plays the girlfriend in You Season 2, Love. Oh, I still need to watch that show. I've not given it a chance at all yet. So many shows, man. So many shows and movies to watch. It's just like, it's just like they keep making them and I can't get caught up. And I, don't, I know. 
It's the golden age of shit on TV. Yeah. And I think that's part of what makes it suck is like there's so much good stuff to be watching that you just can't you can't watch it all. I think you just have to resign yourself at a certain point to like I'm not going to get to everything. <laughs> right. Like that well that sounds really good. Too bad I won't ever get a chance to watch it. Yeah. You like you have to in your mind like a you know think of like a rating system that's like I'll get to that one day. Or you're like hey that looks cool but I'll never see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do you say we talk about this movie, The Shortcut? Or, no, 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 no. Let's not do how that. How about first we make some money? Is it money time already? I think you're it's right. It's money time. Let's roll an ad. So, uh, The Shortcut 2009 is rated PG-13, and it kind of got us thinking about uh, the PG-13 horror movies and how they relate to the are rated movies you know are are they better are they worse are they worthy um, of being compared to an r-rated movie that's kind of where i was stuck for many years <laughs> yeah but i don't want to i i i think that my mind has gone that way for a long time i mean if you just took two movies and said hey you gotta watch one of these one's pg-13 one's r and that's all i knew about it i would mm. automatically pick the r i think i'm still a little bit in that camp <laughs> myself honestly because i mean for so but, long it just seemed like generic after generic movie after generic movie i'm like make well, it I, make it like it used I to be <laughs> yeah i don't think it was even though just horror movies like there was a we went through a spell where there were no good r-rated movies i yeah i was thinking while i was typing my notes and stuff for this episode i for some reason saw some night of uh nightmare on elm street remake stuff and i was like you know if they had adjusted that a little bit that was basically nearly a pg-13 remake mm. and i don't know that that's what they needed to be doing <laughs> I mean, if they had gone ahead and you know toned it down just a tiny bit more, maybe they could have reached a wider audience. Uh, yeah, but I I feel like I don't with something that big. I don't know that you really need to. You have a built-in audience of so many with a name like that. Brand recognition so big, like Freddy. Dude, they should make a movie called Freddy: Colon A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Fourteen, and it would just from you, the Book of Saw. <laughs> versus evil dead and you know you could do that pg which you know, i'm stammering back in the 80s there was a freddy tv show oh my god i have got a great idea for a movie and with a m night shamalian worthy twist what if you took a movie r-rated about a high school janitor that's uh, molesting kids at the local high school, or is he? I mean, who knows? Maybe he is, maybe he ain't. But the local parents, he gets arrested and he goes through the system. But you know, someone forgot to sign a warrant in the right place, and he gets set up free. And the parents come, and you got a little horror element where the parents are stalking him. He's trying to get away. They catch him. They kill him. They burn him in the furnace. And only at the end do you find out his name is not just Fred, but it's Fred K. Ruger. Oh, the fucking Rugers, man. German. Yeah. German engineering. Yeah. See, but, something you know, like that would be could, 
If they did that, yeah, like a prequel, prequel, it, it would be cool if they did that and didn't advertise it. But then it it may not get the advertising it needs to succeed in any kind of way. So, I, it would be cool to watch a movie and be like, oh, I don't know, it's about these parents that are trying to kill this guy that's diddling their children. And then you get to the end of the movie and you're like, holy shit, this is about Freddy Krueger. That would blow my brain out of my eyeballs. Yeah, it it would if you could really get people to go in and that blind does, without yeah. without anything. That doesn't even need to be that doesn't need to be art. That could totally work as a PG thirteen movie because you don't need gore really to tell uh, that story. The only thing that might make it art though is the subject matter. You know, anytime someone's uh, diddling kids, that you know, you're automatically talking some sensitive. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Stuff. And I, that's kind of, I, I would, you know, kind of a negative of PG 13 is like you, you know, sometimes the story can prevent it from being PG 13, even though otherwise it maybe could be, which I didn't even think about. But, you know, back, I, I'd say like 10 years ago, 15, the 2000s, basically. Was like that PG was a long time ago. That was PG thirteen horror, uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every movie that was coming out during there, aside from some saws and some Final Destinations, was PG thirteen. Seemed like to me, and I was so against it. And uh, you know, I, I've eased on the idea of that since then, but. Uh, We'll talk later about some PG-13 horrors that we actually recommend. Uh, But what if... Actually, first, before I get into that, do you... Dave, do you think PG-13 can be legitimate horror? I absolutely think it can. Because you can have horror without the gore and language that that right. we tend to associate with our movie, you know rated movies now this you have to watch your subject matter like i said yeah. diddling kids is out um uh, killing animals is usually out you know for some reason for, for some fucked up reason uh, and I might fall into that category a little bit too. I'd rather see a person get killed than an animal get killed. You know, I don't. Right, right. I feel you. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. Let me just interview you for a second because I think that kind of makes sense for the subject matter here. Because I feel like you would be a better advocate for PG-13 horror than me. So, with that yeah. question answered. Uh, what do you think are some, uh, we'll get into the positives here in a second. What do you think are some negatives? Like what you were just saying were some negatives, like this subject matter can keep it from being PG 13. What are some negatives do you think of PG 13 horror? Like the biggest ones, like what are the big, like, uh, if, it, if this was an R, it would, it'd be able to do these things. Um, I'd, I'd say the biggest, no boobs, boobs, boobs. You ain't going to see a Linnea Quigley in a PG-13 Return of the Living Dead remake. She, she, Linnea Quigley's rated R when she's walking down the street. 
<laughs> Rated R when she's walking down the street. That is a fucking song. <laughs> I love it. That's, uh, oh, that's good. But okay. Yeah, but you also, know, the gore and everything know, that you just said. But yeah, we're talking about horror, and yeah. the, and I mean, there's a lot of ways to do horror, and um, but you know, generally when you're talking about horror, you're talking. I mean, somebody's going to die. Yeah. You know, I I'm maybe not hundred percent. Maybe I'm only. You know, maybe I'm only 25% serious when I say you can judge a movie by the body count. Okay. But, you know, I'm 25% serious too. <laughs> uh, it, it can, you know, the, the gauge can go either way sometimes. I, you know, body count. So do you well, think if, if all the other elements, you know, lend to a PG-13, do you think the body count alone could destroy that and make it have to be an R? I think it can. I don't think it sh- maybe should. Okay. I agree. I agree. That's interesting. I didn't, didn't really thought about thought of that. It's, I, 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 think it's, of that. I think it's dumb that, like, I think a PG-13 is rated, is allowed, what, one, uh, F word. That's what they say. They, yeah. can, they can say fuck one time in a PG 13. But I don't understand uh, how my 13 year old is going to be, his life is going to be destroyed if he hears you say fuck twice in a movie. But if he hears <laughs> you say fuck once in a movie, he's okay. Yeah. I, that that it's dumb. The rating system is dumb. I, I'm just really now thinking about that. So, uh, so you have PG, then you have PG 13, and then R. But I thought you had to be like 16 or 18 to see an R-rated movie. I guess not 18. Like 18 would be NC. Well, NC 17. That I guess that explains that. It's 17. <laughs> so is it from 13 to 17? You can't watch uh you don't have like there's no anything in between that i guess r comes before but i'm so confused on these ages so once you're 14 can you watch an r movie because i don't think that's the thing <laughs> like but i remember them just giving us so much shit back in the day like we wanted to watch an r movie and they're like you're too young and i'm like are you kidding me i just want to um. see true lies <laughs> Okay. G means general audiences. So, you know, that's your uh, kids' movies, but generally without violence. Right. Uh, PG, now now you can have some childish humor, some suggestive um, humor, mild violence. You still can't have a violence-filled movie or a lot of... you know, the strong cuss words. Yeah. Um, which I think the strong cuss words are like, uh, probably dick, pussy, fuck, and Sarah Jessica Parker. PG 13 parents strongly cautioned, um, films rated PG 13, are between PG and R. PG-13 may go beyond the R PG th- rating, but do not go up to R. These films may contain sex references up to four uses of strong language. 
Huh. Drug drug innuendo can make turn movie from a PG to a PG thirteen. Okay. Strong crude strong crude or suggestive humor, mature suggestive themes, moderately long horror moments, blood and or moderate action violence. Moderately long horror moments. Interesting. Now according according to the this wiki, R comes next. Films yeah. rated R have a content in which the board believes is suitable for uh, it's not suitable for viewers age 17 or it is suitable for 17 and older. So Films rated mm. R contain some adult material, uh, milder implied sex scenes, prolonged nudity, intense violence, often with blood and gore, strong core scenes and brief illegal prolonged drug use. In some states, you must be 18 or older to be admitted to an R-rated film. Those under 18 must be accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. Then you have NC-17. But it makes no sense because you're saying R, you have to be 17 or older. NC-17, you have to be 17 or older. Yeah. Oh, no. You have to be 18 or older. So that one year. It doesn't make any sense. They need to redo this shit, <laughs> basically. And PG-13 is so fucking kind of stupid in that regard, because I guess there does need to be something between PG and an R, right? But it just seems... Maybe there needs to be like an additional one in there somehow. I don't know. It, they just seem... I- they just seem not especially this day and age where there's so much stuff like what was uh what was that movie we did a few tourist trap was rated pg and i guess that was in a time before pg-13 existed but which it came into effect in 1984 yeah and like if if a movie like that came out now i would expect it to be in that PG-13 to R thing, just because of how fucked up some of those mannequins were. Yeah, I mean, that those things were creepy. Yeah. Uh, I gave it no thought of being PG. It should at least be a... I don't know that this phrase has ever been spoken in the history of PG-13, but it should have totally been a hard PG-13. <laughs> uh, extreme PG-13. Uh, extreme so all that uh, it, said, it, it's so it's very subjective though even that rating system is very subjective because the rating uh, yeah. you have like a ratings board that like reviews this shit and i think in some instances it's like you know if you curry favor with them you can get some more shit into it <laughs> You know, because, like, there was certain shit in the 80s that was, like, getting X ratings for, yeah, I mean, they had gore, uh, but, uh, okay, (laughs) like, RoboCop, Day of the Dead, all my favorite movies (laughs) had NC-17 or X ratings. uh, And, Uh, and, I mean, there are some violent scenes in RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But... I, I, one quote I liked from George R. R. Martin, I, and I saw him do an interview, and he talked about, and I don't know the quote, but he talked about, um, because you know, Game of Thrones, it's violent, but it's also some sexy in there. 
Right. And and he said American censors, American audiences get so they lose their minds when you put sex on film, but they don't even think twice if you split somebody's skull open with an axe. And that's kind of fucked up. Well, I wouldn't. I think he's going a little bit extreme there. <laughs> you know. I mean, that, yeah, that's an extreme example. I know, but yeah. he's not wrong. I used to, uh, when I was a younger boy, steal my dad's pornos, and there was a hustler article one time that talked about it. it was the title of the article. I will never forget it because it scarred me. And it wasn't the nudity. the The title of the article was "War." the true obscenity and they published in this article in hustler actual pictures from the battlefield of mangled bodies and and corpses and wounds and i mean it it was fucked up right but you know people jump all over him because he would show a boob and a vagina i mean you know, and those are you know God-given beauties to this world. It's kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. Uh, I mean, it's you know one extreme, and then that you know the other extreme. There's not a. It's it's anybody's game. I don't. You know, you get stuff. I I think recently it started to shift a little bit. I say recently. Walking Dead is like ten seasons in. <laughs> Right, but, right. but I know, you know, looking at The Walking Dead, like that started to, I was impressed at the amount of gore they were able to show on TV was what I was most impressed of when, with that show. And, you know, it, it makes you think like, well, fucking, why can't you show a boob or ass or a whatever, you know? Right. If you can get away with this gore stuff, like, well, what's the what's the difference? I mean, certainly you don't want to show that during primetime children's hours. So they're, you know, flipping, you know, channel surfing. And it's like, you know, they probably don't want to see gore and nudity. So, maybe- but, you know, a, a young kid, a, a young boy can, you know, take a bath with his mom and, you know, that's no big deal. Because and it doesn't become a big deal until we make it a big deal. I I just think I I just think you know, and I'm a huge horror fan, and I you know I'm not trying to downplay horror. I'm mm-hmm. just saying we get too um, um, hyper. We lose our minds when you sprinkle a little sex in anything. People yeah. are fucking retarded. Well, I mean. I think you first we're so far from PG thirteen talk right now, but I know. The, you know, I think you have to. I think the getting over that hump, at least at the beginning, is trying to differentiate the, you know, nudity from the sex of it, because it's you know nudity is one thing, and then the sex is another thing. I mean, you know, they both play together, but. I, I I get you. I get you. And there is a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. But anyways, there's we could have we could honestly have a whole episode talking about ratings. There is so much there. I loved the story and you you were the first to tell me about it. The guy who had a beef with the ratings board. 
And so he filmed what, like 12 hours of literally paint drying on a wall. <laughs> yes. I forgot about this <laughs> and turned it into the ratings board because they had to watch every minute of that video to make sure there wasn't swear words or something hidden in the video. And it, yeah, yeah, they got what they deserved. Uh, I mean, you know, so many, it wasn't just the, you know, like the eighties, you know, big gory, violent, you know, crazy movies, but I think there was like some Kevin Smith stuff where it's just like the ratings are like literally holding them over a barrel and you know, if they don't like you, yeah, they're going to give your, your movie or your song or your production a rating that is going to be detrimental to you. It's interesting to compare it to music because there's not really a ratings thing for music. Once Tipper Gore and her, her little band of buddies like did the, you know, the little label on CDs where it's like parental advisory or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was actually, I think it was Nikki six for Molly crew was like, Oh, this is fucking great. We're going to sell so many more CDs because kids are going to think they're not allowed to buy them. So they're going to want to buy them. <laughs> right. right. And, and I think he was, you know, very accurate with that. People are like, oh, this, went, is this the old man podcast? You talk about CDs and <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, when I went to the local five and dime to find my uh, 45s, I looked for that parental advisory sticker. Yeah. Uh, but there's not, you know, with uh, movies, horror, all of movies, you know, you get to our but then you get to those, you know, NC-17, which is somehow differentiated from R in some kind of stupid way. Doesn't even make sense. And then you get X rating. Then there's unrated, which unrated doesn't even really mean anything this day and age, I think. Unrated is just like... Right. Whatever. It's and, not an X, which is what it used I'm, to kind of mean. I'm pretty sure that you don't have to submit to ratings, do you? I think to be shown in theaters, you have to. I could be wrong. With, str- with streaming these days, though. But with stream, yeah, with streaming, yeah, you could you could have a viable movie and fuck the MPAA. But I mean, you'll still fall under guidelines for whatever you're putting your video on. Like if you're doing YouTube, like you can't show certain things. But you know, I think it just then it's like its own little ratings board once you get into that thing. I guess you know when you think about it. So it's, it's like I'm putting it on Netflix. So Netflix, you know, clearly doesn't want penetration, for example. Right. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I'm I'm putting my, my short film on Vimeo. And I I think Vimeo is actually a little bit lax on some things. I don't think I don't think they're as rigid as like a YouTube or something. So uh, apparently TikTok is pretty uh, wild, wild west these days. Uh, see, I. It would be interesting to have like a some kind of streaming thing where like some like up and coming filmmakers, maybe maybe some old school filmmakers are like, I want to make a movie without reins on me as far as ratings go. And then they can put it out on there. I mean, they probably won't have a big budget, but like see what they do with like out those stupid, you know, ratings board, like breathing down their neck. Right. And if they were self-financed where you didn't have, 
you know, 10 dickheads in the studio offices being like, oh, no, I can't have that in my movie. You know, I'm, I'm right. not going to. I don't want to answer for this political statement you're trying to make in this movie. I'd rather just fly under the radar and, uh, you know, what it, the potential is out there. Yeah. And it, you know, back in the day when YouTube was new, air quotes new, like, you know, 2007, spitting a number out there. <laughs> you know, there wasn't, you know, this big, like, you know, clamp down on, like, you know, it was, uh, it, like you said, the kind of like the Wild West. You could kind of do what you wanted. Uh-huh. The internet in general, kind of, you know, back then. But the right more at, it goes, it, that was right in. after Al Gore invented uh, the the internet, the the tubes, <laughs> yep, the tubes that pipe the internet it, to your home. It was the tubes and the internet back then. But uh, getting back to PG thirteen, I remember when the internet man brought it around in bottles every week. <laughs> um, what are some positives? Do you think of PG thirteen horror? Like, do you can you think of like some positives? Like a couple. I think the biggest I think the biggest is that you can reach a wider audience because kids don't have to go through the I don't know that even as a kid I watched everything I wanted to watch I don't think I was ever turned away from anything but I'm sure there are some theaters time when I was a kid like early mid 90s and I don't know I don't know how it works these days or not 90% 90% of the time, back then anyway, mm-hmm. like the kid taking your ticket at the movie theater was your fucking age. True. Was he going to be a dickhead and not let you into whatever movie you wanted to go in? True. All I you know, know is I got to see Jamie Lee Curtis do the strip thing and and True Lies when I was like I love 10, True Lies. So I love True Lies. I, I, Can we start I, a True Lies podcast? <laughs> I am not against the idea. <laughs> Uh, and finally uh let's talk about like uh i feel like we're kind of maybe already have you know pg-13 versus r i guess you know this all encompasses that you know everything we've been saying better yet let's let's take it this direction okay like throw me throw me like kind of like a good horror like a hard r horror movie that you're well versed in uh anyone it doesn't matter like uh, okay okay let's say and no just tell me one that you that you love anyone that anyone the omen the omen is is that rated r is it is i don't know but i feel i feel like see that's why so much of that is based on the time too because yeah that's very true. if you if you made the omen today it wouldn't be rated r even if you made the exact same movie see that's another thing too because as as society progresses things kind of get watered down a little bit and it's like oh that that used to bother people because <laughs> right. immediately when you said the omen i was like that wasn't like a pg-13 kind of deal it was, I it, was like, it was a good uh, 12 or 13 years before pg-13 but yeah right I guarantee there's a movie out there somewhere that is rated R because of an interracial couple. I would not be at all surprised to find that out one day. 
that somewhere someone on the MPA, the yeah. I don't know, it might not even be the MPA back then, but in 1960 was like, no, 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 we can't be subvert- subverting the minds of these young people by right? showing a, you oh. know, a, the mixing. I never um, really thought about and that. And these days, you know, I, and and I hope everyone understands when I'm saying that I'm saying that was a dumb thing to think back then, right? But they did. And these Absolutely. days, you're you're a douchebag when you think that, and you're not a, you're not a douchebag just because you know, oh the the uh, culture warriors want to say I'm a douchebag just because I don't be- believe in the mixing. No, you're a douchebag because you don't believe in the mixing. <laughs> I mean, we're all the same here. What? But. Oh. Uh, but there's a movie somewhere that's rated R because of something like that. I mean, I would I, be I, interested to if they started to go back and like reclassify them, re-rate them. Because that I think that would be interesting. Because Tourist Trap would absolutely not be PG anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know how that got. It. I mean, it'd have to be. There was no PG thirteen then. It'd be. I think it'd be a PG thirteen now. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not really gory. No, it's not taboo subject matter. It's violence, but, but it's that's fucking, really it's it. still fucked up. It is. It's at, at least the imagery. Creepy. Yeah. So let me. I don't. I'm not well versed on the omen. Let me throw you a dead alive thing. Oh, okay. So say the. Uh, like. I don't want to go like the end of the movie because that's just gore palooza 19 or 1990, whatever. Uh, what about what's another good kind of gory scene from dead alive? Um, maybe they're the eating the soup. What about, what about the uh, fight in the graveyard? I don't think I, I mean, it's a lot of blood. It's over-the-top blood. Was there a bunch of blood in that? Yeah, because the one guy is like, he's taking a piss, and Mom reaches up out of the grave and grabs him by the junk and pulls him down. It looks like he's humping the grave, and then blood spewing out the sides. Is that the one where and, he, like, kicks the dude's head down into his between his shoulders? <laughs> is, did that happen there? When the priest no, is fighting? No, no. Oh, the priest um okay well okay okay let's do this so that scene okay uh disregard the rest of the movie say the rest of the movie fits in the guidelines right okay i give you this scene i'm like this doesn't fly you're getting a hard r and you can't be having a hard r because your producers are breathing down my neck you got to make this pg-13 make this gory scene pg-13 could you do that if you could do you have any thoughts right now? I, I feel like the number one thing is cut down the blood. Okay. And, and um, that was a effects heavy. I mean, that that movie was very practical effect. Yeah. Um, and um, so I think that you just tone down those effects. I mean, you're not getting the same movie. Yeah. Instead of biting and tearing at somebody's neck, it's got to be a bite and maybe you get a trickle of blood. Right. I mean, uh, try uh, try to keep uh, you know the general you know the decades since you know just consider it 
uh, removed from time in a way. This discussion, <laughs> okay. so it's yeah. not like PG thirteen has degraded and is kind of dumb or whatever, or R is too hardcore now. Do you think that if you could, if you did do that, if you were tasked with that, you're making dead alive yourself right now? Say you're Peter Jackson, you're David Jackson. <laughs> okay. Uh, would it be worth making? Do you think? Without all that gore, without all that, you know, violence. Not and dead blood. alive. Not dead alive. That one's you. You think relies it's so the gore the because and because it's so over the top cartoony. Right. I I don't think it needed to be an R. I don't think it needs to be an R because it's it's not you know Realistic. trying to be a real depiction of gore. Right. It's an over the top camp version. And so I don't think anybody is, you know, losing their lunch or scarred in any way by the over-the-top gore. I think that, you know, the ratings board just looks at that and says, oh, my God, this is horrible. Look at all this blood. Right. And it's, it's very much just like like somebody was sitting there counting, estimating how much blood. Oh, no, you went over the one gallon per <laughs> film limit. Right. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm thinking of this as you're saying that, and it's like PG-13. So, you know, imagine yourself back when you're 13. I'm imagining myself back when I'm 13. That's the shit that I want to see. Like, I don't care yeah. if it's anatomically correct gore. I kind of still don't. <laughs> but I think about it kind of more. I'm like, is that what, really what that looks like? I think I've asked you a few times. I'm like, is that what that looks like under the, under the skin? <laughs> <laughs> but you know being a 13 year old like horror guy or you know like interested in horror like if you sh I'm 13 I want to see Dead Alive I want to see Robocop and Day of the Dead and you know this and that why won't they let us because of the rating it just you know clearly we still did <laughs> but right right is it so wrong I'm like that's that's you, that, that's when you want to see that kind of stuff is when you're kind of uh, around in that age uh, you know when and, you're getting into horror like for the first time like hardcore and that's why the ratings are such a jerk fest yeah because are, are is anybody really being kept out of watching these things if right. I give it a PG-13, is there a 12-year-old out there that's being uh, carded <laughs> at the fucking movies? I I swear I can't remember what it was, but they stopped us at, at an R movie when I was a kid, and I can't remember what it was. It wasn't True Lies, but that was the first one that came to my head. But there was one time we got stopped at an R movie, and we couldn't watch it. Uh, but going from the theater, going to like Walmart and other places where you would buy your VHSs and stuff... I never got stopped with a R movie before nope, I was, or, I mean, I would be like uh, nine, 10, 11, however many years old buying R movies, like, you know, Friday the 13th, like it's going out of yep. style. Never uh, once. Explicit lyric, um, stickers on the CDs and, and tapes and I'd yep. buy them all day long. Absolutely. I would sneak into the adult room at our local video corner whenever I needed. <laughs> I you know. was I was too fearful of God. I thought I would melt with blasphemy fire once I walked in. <laughs> but uh, we've went on a total ratings uh, like talk. We this may be the talk of may need to change the title of this episode to PG thirteen horror. <laughs> Ratings? No, not PG thirteen. Just ratings. This is the MPAA podcast. Uh, 
and I there's I swear we could probably have a whole other episode and just keep talking about ratings because they're they're so wrong <laughs> and, yeah. and not yeah, followed. No, but it's a it's a jerk fest. Yeah, it's a, it's all about uh, kissing the right ring. Yes, so you get the rating you need, yeah. and um, the studio execs and they they act like, oh no, we can't do this as an R. But then one successful fucking R movie, Deadpool, has turned all this around. Now everybody wants to do an R rated movie. We gotta we gotta have an R rated movie in the stable, and yeah. you know, ten years from now. Somebody will do a PG thirteen uh, again that that really hits home, and then everyone will be like, "No man, see this PG thirteen is where it's at," and really nobody gives a fuck about the rating, and yeah. that's how I feel about it. It 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 succeeded not because of its fucking rating, but because it was a good movie, <laughs> right? And they're like, "Oh, it's, it's R. We got it. R is where the money's at, Steve. This is what we're doing." It's like no. I know that's hard for studio executives to understand. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand. It's like you need to make you know X amount of money, and if you can make X times X times X amount of money, it's like well, even the better. But then, you know, then you're chasing the dollar, man. They're chasing the dollar. Yeah, it's cracked to studio types. Oh yeah. What? How's about we just go ahead and get into this shortcut? Because I don't think it's going to be a long talk. <laughs> um, I, I so the the movie starts out in the 1940s, yes. and uh, we we see a boy getting ready to go off to war to fight the Nazis, but he better hurry before they are all gone. Listen, Sally, I got to go over there and fight some Nazis. And Sally's like, hurry. Tapping her watch, she's like, "Time's running out." Yep. <laughs> Ain't many Nazis left there, uh, uh, Mark. I don't know what what a good 1940s name is. Yeah. But I don't know. But and but Mark tried to um, grab her by the pussy, and it didn't go so well. Yeah, he was. Oh. That, honestly, that was the most horrific kind of like horror moment in the whole movie for me. <laughs> Was the rape the yeah. attempted rape? Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. But and, she fights him off successfully. Yeah. Only to be murdered by a little kid. Dennis the menace with his slingshot, little bastard. <laughs> and then so he, begins the shortcut. I mean, I honestly think that that beginning segment was the best part of the movie. I think it's not a bad idea, and it, it's very interesting idea. So as, as we move forward in the movie, basically this little kid has, when we come back to present day, um, the shortcut is haunted because people have been murdered taking this shortcut or just disappeared. Um, and what you find out through the course of the mo- movie is that little boy, his family is wealthy. And they have protected him from his actions because that wasn't the only woman he murdered. The dude's a psychopath. So they homeschooled him uh, when he, he when he got kicked out of school. Um, they they kept him around. They tried to take care of him. They tried to shelter him from society. Yeah. Probably even more than they were trying to protect society from him. Because clearly that wasn't the issue when um, 
when he they killed somebody and then their partner come looking for um his girlfriend and dad shoots that dude um so it it brings up some interesting ideas this the 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 protection how wealth and power protect him because his family's well to do right uh in modern times they they see the old man and they think that this is who this is and uh big lots paul walker <laughs> and his band of merry men try uh, to uh try to solve the mystery and find out what's going on another part that i really enjoyed and thought was uh, absurd was where they're like oh that old man in the shortcut he's so gross and old and gross and nasty and scary and he's gross it's like he looks like a normal fucking dude. <laughs> no, yeah, they, yeah, no they, part of him is creepy. Or I mean, I guess maybe I could give you creepy if I'm being generous, but like gross but, and this and that. It's like, no. <laughs> he's creepy in a get off my lawn kind of way, though. Yeah. He's not creepy in a, you know, hide your babies kind of way. I guess I could kind of understand that, you know, you're walking through the woods and you don't know where, you know, you know, your, your first time going through the shortcut and you see like an old dude, you're like, oh, creepy old guy. And then, you know, the second time you walk through it, you're like, hey, old guy, what's up? And then that's it. That's it. I mean, if it was a normal old guy that wasn't, you know, this old guy. Out to, out to murder you. <laughs> um, but the but the old guy that they're Paul Walker and friends are uh, fighting is not the murderer old man. It's his brother. It is. You his find brother. out later. But the but the murderer guy is being kept in the basement. Or, I, was it in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. I was so confused because I'll be honest, I checked out a little bit in this movie. I was as it was going because I swear to God, for the first after that beginning part, shit didn't happen for a while. It is so <laughs> slow, and it, they spend so much time stalking the old man around town while yeah. he's eating a fucking chili dog at the local but, you know dog and suds. This isn't even a slow burn movie, but they somehow make it just so fucking slow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You're discrediting slow burns because a slow burn implies that there's a burn somewhere. Oh, true. <laughs> but getting to the back to the basement, I was looking at my phone or something. I may have been actually playing guitar <laughs> while I was watching the, oh. <laughs> at, at a certain point. I think I actually was at this part because I saw them find the guy who was the smoking man from the X-Files. The cigarette man? Cigarette smoking mm -hmm. man? I said that four different ways. I'm stupid. But anyways. The, the, the thin guy with the cigarettes? The thin guy cigarette smoking tobacco man? <laughs> the, Wacky inflatable arm man smoking. Uh, they get him and I'm like, oh, interesting. I knew immediately that he was, you know, the, the, the twist that they were doing with that part. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, I think probably everybody did. But the next thing I know, they're outside and he still has that chain. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he is he not hooked to something? If he wasn't hooked to something, like, why was he there? And then I had to rewind it to see what was going on. And I'm like, oh, the no, they just mom. literally bought every Lowe's supply of tugboat chain within a 50-mile radius. <laughs> right. He's like 80 years old at this point. Did he need the chain that was like two inch thick steel but a two inch thick steel but four miles of it <laughs> yes 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, is why is there so much? At but the, it comes to the, yeah. the my favorite part of the movie is when they're trying to break help him because they think he's yes. an innocent captive. Yeah, and when they're trying to break the thing, and you know. Um, Jock is holding is is trying to hit it with the hammer. Uh, Chad Lowe is pulling the chain. <laughs> Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus points if you're paying attention. And but this 90 year old man who ha- hasn't got much exercise yeah. is clearly stronger than than Chad Franco. <laughs> uh, and pulls him mid swing. Yeah, and he oh. gets his hand smashed. That that kind I, of made me cringe a little. Bit. I loved that. That that as far as horror goes, I think that is a great moment. And I thought the effect was so good, like when they're zoomed out a little bit, and I'm like, oh my oh, god, he's yeah, so fucking so mangled. mangled. But then they zoom in, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that effect is yeah. not good close up. Back that bitch back up. They wish they do, and I'm like, oh, perfect, leave it there. Then they zoom back in. I'm like, no, 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 it's not good here. <laughs> <laughs> zoomed out it's a great effect it's so good uh, and then but, um uh, yeah he so he's he's the killer and he uh tracks the kids down in the woods uh i think a couple of them have been killed by now yeah and his brother's trying to get to him too to kind of protect his brother or rein him back in or whatever and, and at the last he's, minute he's straight shooting at their at their heads, you know, he pulls up yeah, behind them in the car, and he blasts out their windshield—they're not the windshield, the the back mirror, the back mirror, the back window of their car. It's like you're clearly the back front windshield, the back front, the back windshield. It's like you're clearly aiming at their heads, like you clearly are, dude. And oh yeah, he's uh, a, he's as much a murderer at this point as oh, his yeah. brother is. Oh yeah, and then it gets to the end, and he's like, no. No more of this. It's like, why are you having a change of heart, brother? <laughs> well, I I can explain that. He can't. has a change of heart because he sees he looks into those dreamy eyes uh, and says, "Big lots, Paul Walker." Big lots, Paul Walker. One day you're <laughs> gonna steal a car and my heart. Uh, and um, he shoots his brother and he shoots himself. And so Paul Walker comes out of the woods with a banged up. Um, girlfriend it's not it's not, it's his not even his girlfriend i mean he's moved on to the next girl already i, I would, guess i, I would say though that he talked way more to her than he did the other girl that was gonna yeah, be his girlfriend it, it's very weird there's Don't, very there's very much a lack of character development oh god yes holy shit it's <laughs> it's uh, i was but what happens what happens when it gets out of the woods chris the next twist yeah are you talking about the second twist (laughs) the second twist so you thought that the first twist wasn't enough people watching this movie back in the day they get treated to not one shimalian they get two shimalians for the price of one in the shortcut yep and a scary madison production they don't fuck around with the twist they throw they they got them to give out and it turns out that uh big let's paul walker and his little brother, who we'll get into this in a second, uh, his it's it's a mirror situation of the old men. Yep, his brother kills the lady, and Paul Walker, poor Paul Walker, looks at him and says, "What did you do?" And he's like, "I'm sorry. You're sorry. You just stabbed her in the fucking kidneys." His his uh, not really his girlfriend. Girlfriend. 
Yeah. Do you think it mattered? No. You think if it was the blonde, no, then he'd be a little more upset with his brother. No, because <laughs> that so. would that would involve character development. <laughs> true, true. Uh, it was if it focused on them more, I feel like that payoff would have been better, but it didn't. So it it just falls flat in my opinion. I I I think I literally groaned when that. Uh, when that happened because I'm you you changed my mind a little bit about this because I told you I was like the he he acted so squeamish and scared for all of the horror parts that he was in mm-hmm. the Derek character yep, yep. Uh, but then you told me tell 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 the people what you told me about so, how you know there, there's about. a little foreshadowing of this twist and it starts early because it's school. It's early in the school year. They're in a new school, and um, the two kids are kind of razzing the younger boy, the young brother, who turns out to be a murderer. And they're like uh, um, teasing him about something. He's like, "Yeah, I got kicked out of my last school. Oh yeah, what did you get kicked out for? Uh, I beat up a kid with a baseball bat." They're like, "Oh yeah, right." And you <laughs> kind of feel like maybe he's lying, but now you feel like maybe he's not. But they dare him to take the shortcut, and when he takes the shortcut, he finds a dead dog, and the old man who's not the murderer old man, the, but gr- the attempted murder murderer the, old the man. The gross old guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, get out of here, or next time it's going to be you. <laughs> get out and of here, so stupid kid. The, I didn't even want boy, you here in the first place. <laughs> stupid floppy. <laughs> when he tries to leave, he falls in the dogs guts and blood and yeah I'm so, i don't think there's really that much blood in the dog but somehow this <laughs> is covered i didn't think of blood. that right and he goes home and if you catch it when when he runs into his older brother derek derek's like oh my god he's like i didn't do it i swear i fell in the you know there was this guy creepy guy killed a dog and i fell in the and if you, it's a blink and you miss it because he says, yeah. I didn't do it, I swear. And so initially, you know, okay, that's, that's creepy to say. If I come home in blood, I shouldn't say, True. It's, I didn't do it, I swear. My family should not be concerned that I've done something. <laughs> they should be asking me, are you okay? Now, do you think that you're giving them too much credit for that instance? Do you think that's just a happy accident that happened? there story-wise i I don't i really don't i don't want to think so i think it's a good idea but i just don't know that they could have come up with that (laughs) but hey 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 if they did then all respect because that's a that was a that was a thing i didn't even catch on to not that i catch on to that kind of shit but you're like this and i'm like oh dude i didn't even think of that i didn't catch that i didn't catch it the first time i watched it in 2009 and a half <laughs> i i but i caught it this time because i knew that was the twist and when i heard it i said ah that did that didn't come as out of nowhere as i thought it did initially but um the where this movie falls flat for me is in it's it the premise is great i love the premise i love the twists really but it's in the execution. 
uh, I told you there are several times in this movie where it's not even a change of scene. Maybe it, maybe it's just a angle change in the same scene, but there's an abrupt change to the music. Like the editing didn't even flow right. And it's very disturbing to me and not in a good way. It's not meant to be disturbing. It's not disturbing. Like, you know, the lighthouse and and the way the audio with visuals played. It's disturbing in a, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, you know, writing my notes down and stuff. I, I, I'm like, it's not the worst, but it's not good. <laughs> no, like the acting isn't great, and nothing about this is great. I, I, you could, you could debate me on certain parts being good, air quotes. Um, but I don't even think the cinematography, the way everything looked, I, it wasn't even good. No, it, it was nearly a I. I real quick let me differentiate because I talk about them sometimes. I talk about garbage slasher movies from the '80s, and I'm talking about those like real low budget ones that were using like one handheld flashlight for lighting, like those ones. Right. <laughs> when right. slashers were a dime a dozen, and they you can't see shit. Like they suck. I hate them. This was not to that degree, but it was getting there. <laughs> Like they had money, clearly, but it just—it just was the pieces didn't fall properly for a company like Happy Madison making a horror movie should be a big deal. I, to, to me, it was a big enough deal to be like, oh, let's watch this for an episode of Horror House, and it just didn't live up to the. Well, I, in my head, I was like, okay, they only made one, so clearly it's not going to be like Hellraiser or Nightbreed or something. Right. But maybe it's but a, lo- a lost it, gem. It is not a gem. This movie is not a gem, but it's not terrible. The, the premise is very good. The execution is very bad. And Adam Sandler movies really feel like, hey, I don't, and I don't know where he got his money. But it's like, hey, our rich buddy's going to make a movie. Let's all get in it and get famous. <laughs> right. I, I mean, am I wrong? They all feel that way. And well, the next then at Netflix, some point, Adam Sandler, absolutely. But like Happy Madison and, or Happy Madison, Happy Gilmore, like when he was getting his, paying his dues still. Like oh, those, they're those great were, movies. Yeah. They're great movie. He does the goofy comedy. You know, there's a little bit of Happy Gilmore, or you know, a lot of it's all the same character. I, you know, I don't want to. Am I throwing you off? I don't want to throw you off the the subject matter. But I, I think if he had been involved more with this, because I assume he wasn't involved at all. <laughs> I, I don't believe so. I it would have made it more interesting. I think you know, looking I, at it now, like. I think one of their buddies just was like, hey, Adam, and not even like the good buddy. <laughs> it's not James Franco. It's the one that needs it's, some money. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's do a scary movie. And uh, and and they had a decent idea. If, if a better filmmaker was, I don't want to talk. I, I, it bumps me out to talk so much shit on a couple people, but I, it's it's part of what it is it's like if there was a different team involved in the making of this it would have been a vastly different vastly better movie perhaps mm-hmm. i i absolutely agree and 
you know, there's a big difference, and I almost feel like maybe the production company, the the Happy Madison production company, felt like, hey, we know how to make these movies. We've made, we did Billy Madison, we did Happy Gilmore, we, you know, we've done these movies. Right. Why can't we do a scary movie? But there's a difference. Yes. There's a difference. You can have no character development in a lot of these Adam Sandler movies. I okay billy madison goes back to school but does he does he really change as a character right i didn't, uh, I didn't know, think of that how P. gilmore does he really change as a character or is it a fake change right. is it a change of um i'm going to have a montage and all of a sudden i'm not going to you know <laughs> play hockey pool with my golf ball i'm going to tap it in you know uh I but think, with a horror you know, movie, you can't do that. You it, can't do that when you're making a serious horror movie. Yeah. I mean, the the character change in those is very, you know, uh, oblivious buffoon turns into, like, good-hearted buffoon. You know? All all of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, which, is, which is great. I like that in those movies, but... It, clearly that there, that's not what goes on here but it also wouldn't wouldn't work here but it, right. I, I don't know I, maybe have those people give it a shot because it, so it didn't work this way going back to what you once said about uh, or we were talking about one of their friends just had an idea hey let's I need some money right one of the writing credits for this movie is Scott Sandler yeah, I didn't know. I I didn't. I tried to look up if that was a relation. Adam's brother. And I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't come up with anything. Or maybe I started to and then gave up. There's I, probably a lot of uh, pressure. Like at Thanksgiving, they're like Scott. Adam <laughs> made a new movie. Why don't you do a movie, at Scott? Is he? Let me see real quick, because I. I feel like I thought I thought the same thing, but then I maybe I didn't look it up. Let me see. Adam Sandler siblings. Let's see if a Scott pops up. Scott Sandler brother. Is he the Scott Sandler that? Uh, we can only assume he is because how many Scott Sandlers are there in the world? <laughs> right, and he has one writer credit, the shortcut. Yes. One producer credit, the shortcut, the shortcut. and one thanks. The Pond, a short film. I, I mean, you know, get the breaks when you can get them, but try to make them a little it, bit better than the shortcut, or you're not going to have much of a career in horror. But, but if him and Dan Hannon wrote this, I mean, like I said, the the premise is not I, a bad one. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know which one had the more to do with it story wise, but. Maybe they needed just needed one more person to like polish it up. And Dan Hannon, who also has the other writing credit for this, uh-huh. uh, was on the crew, miscellaneous crew for Little Nicky, uh, uh, and a producer, associate producer of The Color of Water. The Color of Water? What's The Color of Water? Oh, I was I thinking no The idea. Shape of Water when I first saw that. <laughs> oh, and. He was an actor in Joe Derte. Oh, friendly neighbor. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just, to, I feel like if they, they just 
needed that extra mile to go. If maybe they mm-hmm. didn't, maybe they started it too soon and had like a deadline, which could maybe maybe that's all that was wrong with it. Who knows? But it, it, it was also close. seems like maybe the studio didn't put much faith in this because, according to um, some IMDb facts here, um, they wanted they didn't the writers the producers wanted to up the gore and up some of the kills and in, and increase that number and do something with that. And they didn't want to, because they only wanted one submission. They only wanted to have to submit it one time hmm. for rating. And they wanted to get that PDG 13. So they weren't willing to push any boundaries. Right. And then despite um, Pepsi being featured pretty prominently in the movie, this film received no product placement compensation. I didn't even notice. Well, I guess in the in the their little uh, part time job, I guess I for, kind of forgot about that. Which was the only uh, other thing story wise where a horror thing happened is when they pranked him. Yeah. Which I, yeah. did you pick up on that immediately? Because I was I was right there. I'm not. I'm. I'll buy into shit. But like there, I was like, they're pranking him. Come on, <laughs> move this fucking I, movie along. Yeah, I felt like it was very. Um, predictable but maybe that, that has sense. to do with with dave franco i've not seen a lot of dave franco joints so i can't i can't comment too much on his abilities uh maybe that's maybe they'll come in another whorehouse episode but. I, uh now you see me i really love that movie i have to admit i've never seen the second one i've never seen that um one. It, I, I thought it was pretty cool uh, I'm a yeah, I'm a huge fan of magic anyway. Like you show me some good magic and I think you're a goddamn Harry Potter. Um <laughs> uh, but I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I was I was, you know, you you uh, there was something goddamn what it was one of those James Franco Seth Rogen things where you know, he, he you know, he shows up and is getting shit on, but like he's playing into it. He's like, fuck you guys. Like, I can't think <laughs> of what it is, but it, he totally fits that and plays into it, which, but I, I need to watch something where he's not a side guy. I need something where he's like the meat of the thing to really get a idea for what he can do because it's not the shortcut. <laughs> no, no. And I think, you know, being so close to, to the Franco, you certainly pick up a, a thing or two. Oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind right now. The fucking room. Did you watch the not the room, but the document, the the James Franco uh, thing on the room where they reenacted parts and like told the story of it? Uh, no, I have never seen it. Oh, what's it called? Uh, the Disaster Artist. That's it. Fuck. So James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau, and then his brother Dave Franco plays uh, like the second man in the in the room. Okay, whose name I don't remember, and but he was really good in that. So I guess I already have Johnny's best friend Mark. Oh hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. That that guy. Lisa, you tearing me apart. Oh hi Mark. Oh. 
That's a really good movie. If you have not watched that, you should def- definitely go check it out. If you have any kind of passing interest, I've not watched The Room, but I've watched The Disaster Artist, and it's I it's think, good. I think I would have more interest in watching The Disaster Artist. It, it was it was on a streaming thing here recently. I think I've seen like and it was good little things about The Room, and and I might have seen yeah. some clips from Disaster Artist because I saw a thing where like instead of filming in the alley right outside the door where they were filming, he built a a scene in the house that exactly looked like the alley. I mean, I I don't know. I really don't know if, if timing wise, how was wise. was knew what he was making or he just dumb lucked his way into fame with the room. Well, I know that, it was apparently he was billing it as like you know super drama it's so it's so drama but then once people were like oh my god this is terrible it's laughably terrible then he was like oh it's black comedy it's so comedy he just leaned into it yeah which i mean you know a certain i give made, him credit yeah i give him credit because a lot of guys will just you know they get take lock this is this is my take, and I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, and they don't have the wherewithal to pivot. So yeah, good, good on you. He could have this whole time, which would have maybe been kind of funny. Also, he'd been like, "No, it's not funny. It's a drama." <laughs> which that would have been a whole different, you know, funny thing going on with that. That would. Have oh been, yeah, it would have been funnier for a don't make fun entirely of my movie. different reason. I've had. Uh, one, <laughs> go ahead. How about we get into a horror house five? Uh, you don't want to talk about the room anymore that we've not seen, but there, I feel like everybody's seen s- it so much. At this I want to save it for the room podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm running out of time for podcasts. <laughs> I like I can listen to that one, but that one I'm never going to listen to. <laughs> All right, let's do a horror house five. Uh, this week on the Horror House 5, we're giving you five recommended PG-13 horror movies. They do exist. They're out there. Uh, and there's a surprising number when you start looking. So number yeah. five. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Let's wait. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's say at the same time. Five, four, three, two, one. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Uh, 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 uh. It's hard to do. Over the internet, it's, but yeah, it's almost easier to do in person <laughs> or by accident. So. Uh, arachnophobia, goddamn! I we have talked before about uh, arachnophobia, the, yeah. not the movie, but the the thing, the the fear the of spiders. <laughs> yeah, and that it exists in my house, although it does not necessarily exist in me. But I I still don't want to be bit by no fucking spider. Oh, you know, no. But um, but I'm not afraid of spiders. But arachnophobia. The trailer looked like it was going to be some fun little spider romp, and it is not. No. And I Fuck very me, no. nearly was, and maybe was temporarily suffered from arachnophobia after that movie. I was like, "Fuck no! I will cross the street if I think there's a spider." <laughs> I was afraid of them before this, and then watching this, I'm just even more afraid after. And like I, I was telling imagine. when we were coming up with our list for this, I was telling you like I can legit just think about this movie, and I get the where you got to kind of like shake it off, like your Taylor Swift, be like, "Get the fuck off me, Spider!" Fuck. 
<laughs> I feel it on me. And it, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And there, I mean, I, it's been, I don't think I've watched this movie in, uh, since it was on VHS, when it came out on VHS. So that's 20 something, 30 something years, maybe. Fuck this movie. It is so but effective. The, PG 13, yeah, though. And the reality factor of this, and, and it's not real. Um, uh, you know the the way they breed and how fast they breed and multiply yeah, and, and move out and and kill that's not real um and even the biggest spiders are not hunting down people i don't um, I, I don't i don't you I, I you i could watch a whole actually i wouldn't though i uh, watched a video just recently of a guy handling a black widow with his bare hands and he's just like when i'm i'm so big that to this spider i'm just a piece of the earth i'm just a piece of the ground why would the spider ever bite the ground if if they do bite um it's usually accidental or because you have scared them but oh yeah i know i will no i'm having a rough time dave Okay, let me give you. Let I'm me pop, give you this. I'm popping and my fingers, and my shoulder blades are real pulled back. <laughs> let, me, let me let me say this and see if this story finishes you off. I don't know that that's what that. My brother Jake used to own a tarantula. That's not uh, his sister-in-laws and and her boyfriend used to come out to their house when they lived in Greensburg, and one day, one of the. Uh, four legs which is the kind of fake leg up front of this of the tarantula fell off of the damn thing fuck off and my brother my brother made his sister-in-law's boyfriend eat it no and he did fuck that fuck everything about that (laughs) fuck all of that no what's the fourth one what's number four (laughs) get me out of this critters this one fucked me up when i was a kid but not nearly to the effect of a arachnophobia <sighs> okay are you okay C- come on chris deep breath, deep breath. S- sweats sweats a natural thing <laughs> critters when billy zane loses his fingers in the barn fucking scared the shit out of me <laughs> Do you remember that scene? He's in the, uh, he's in the barn kissing yeah. on the daughter, reaches up to futz with the boombox, and bingo, bingo, bongo, Billy Zane's got like two fingers left. <laughs> yep. I, for, I almost had forgot that Billy Zane was in this, though. Oh. America's own Billy Zane. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who goes uh, Titanic when you hear the name Billy Zane can oh. suck a fucking dick. Do you want to know where I go when you say Billy Zane? I go Phantom. Phantom. I yes. love. I love the fan. Uh, another hipster moment for me, but I was I was fan of Phantom before Billy Zane was the Phantom. I'm still waiting for them to pull the Phantom into the MCU. Oh, what was the? <laughs> we could have just a pop culture show on shit from the 70s to the 90s, and it'd be fantastic. But there was that cartoon. In the '90s, that had the the Phantom, um, and a couple other old, Mandrake the Magician, and another one. I forget who else it was. Flash Gordon, maybe. 
as Flash. like ah. Uh, he's in this fucking oh. cartoon, but they were like a team, and it was so cool. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> critters. I mean, there's been a million of them that have our favorite trope of going into space. They're actually from space initially, so how's that a trope? Like, that's where they're from. <laughs> right, right. And If anything, they're escaping the trope because they're coming to Earth. Right. And uh, I've not seen the newer ones that are on that are on uh, Shudder. I need to because I really... I've read mixed reviews. I don't know, but... Uh, it's it's really good PG thirteen horror, like creature feature horror, and the, oh the the creatures themselves are fantastic. They're designed so well, so believable, but like kind of goofy, but kind also kind of scary. <laughs> and Leo DiCaprio was in one. I think he was in the third one. So uh, yeah, I think so. That was by then they're directing. DVD direct to video. Yeah. I maybe, but uh, definitely check out Critters if you want a PG thirteen scare the shit out of your kids who aren't quite ready for like a hard R. Dave, number three. It's a good one. Isn't there a scene where the critters um chew up an ET doll? I th- I feel like oh maybe it's been a while I watched it, but I remember thinking oh yeah that's a big fuck you to Steven Spielberg that's on purpose <laughs> yeah that does sound familiar I'm not sure yeah. Num- number three uh Mama I went Mama and I know you said you hadn't watched I, this I have not it's watched a, this it's yet. a it's a rare most horror movies either have a happy ending uh everybody lives. Or a bad, bleak ending, everybody dies. Right. And Mama decided to not uh, take either road and try to pull a 50-50. These two kids are left out in the woods. Their dad, like, takes them out to the woods. And he's killed their mom. He's going to kill them. It's it's like, I'm pretty sure he's going to kill them. But, um the ghost this mama ghost kills him instead and she raises the girls okay and uh, when they're finally found and they're brought to civilization and they're given to their uh, uncle i think and his new girlfriend who's not ready for kids um but they try to love the girls and mama follows them home the ghost and she tries to you know do her thing, but at the end of the movie, and and this is the 50-50 split, Mama's trying to lure the kids back to the woods to their death, I guess, so she can be with them. And um, Uncle and Aunt, you know, Sally, I don't know their names, uh, they save one girl and not the other, and so she... She, I think, goes off the cliff to get to to Mama, and then the last thing they see is the ghost of Mama and the ghost of the baby flying off all happy. It's so fucked up. Everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins. I got my ghost baby. You got your real one. Right. Now, how they're going to explain to Child Protective Services that uh, you dropped off two kids and we only have one left, but really one out of two ain't bad. Uh, I mean, I guess they were twins, so we're not missing anything. 
technically. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is World War Z, man. Uh, We were talking about this. I, at the time, at least when this came out, I can't think of another zombie movie that was PG-13. Especially no, one that them. was that was kind semi serious at least. Yeah, and and zombie movies tend to be blood, gore, uh, violence, uh, right. and there's plenty of that in World War Z. My favorite scene is at the start when all the shit goes down, and he's like in his car, and the cops like, "Stay in your car, everything's going to be smashed," and he just gets smashed by the truck. Uh, I, I love it i love it i i feel like uh i'm with the general population who are like you know the when i think of world war z i think of like the zombies that are just piling on top of each other to get to what they're trying to eat you know like mm-hmm. that if there's anything iconic about the movie world war z it's certainly that aspect of it because where they're piling over the yeah, wall in Israel, it's yeah. so cool. It, it, the, in the game World War Z, to go on a slight tangent, like it's got that mechanic where you gotta like shoot the zombies as they're piling up on top of each other to keep them from getting into your you know thing you're trying to defend, which is a, a really cool idea, and it, it was really pulled off really well in the game because the movie did it so well. It is just a little unbelievable that one person uh, yeah. could be so lucky to be Brad Pitt to survive a fucking plane crash uh, among with all the other things he survived. He gets and, from city you know. to city like a pimp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's Brad Pitt, man. Like, what do you expect? He won the Gene Lottery. Certainly he'll win the Can I Stay Alive Lottery. <laughs> that sounds way easier for a, for a man of that stature. But uh, uh, he will be forever haunted by the soul of anorexic, uh, what's her name? And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he deserves a little good on him for that. Uh, honor, our honorable mentions, because there are, were, really, when we started looking, there were a lot of good PG 13 movies yeah. that we could, didn't even remember. The Gates. From the 80s. Oh, I love a, that. I maybe, love the little minions. Maybe an episode eventually here on Whorehouse because we're both pretty big fans of the gate. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> another 80s uh, franchise, Tremors. Tremors. Kevin Bacon's own Tremors. Actually, I should say, uh, what's his name? Michael Gross from Family Ties. It's really yeah. his franchise, truthfully. <laughs> It just is. He's been in like 15 of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, at dude's this going point. strong. Uh, 1408, uh, a great, based on a Stephen King. Mind uh, fuck after mind fuck of a movie. Like it is unrelenting and just weirdness and you don't know what's happening. This It's check it out. A priest, which is a lot of action. It's a, it's, um, there's some horror elements, but it's a lot more actiony horror. But um, we watched this in 3D, and I needed to go straight from the movie to an eye exam because it was the <laughs> first time I watched the real 
3D. Right. And, I, and when they're showing the city and all the ashes come down, I really, I thought I was getting shit in my eyes. Oh. So. And uh, Cloverfield, we've talked about that on the show, the whole episode about Cloverfield and Kaiju and the whole Cloverfield, you know, continuity. Uh, nothing, mm-hmm. not a whole lot to add. If uh, you like, if you want to PG-13 your way into a little bit of modern day kind of Godzilliness of it all. I said that really weird, but you know what I mean. Uh, check, you, check you out some Cloverfield, man. You can't go wrong. Plus, it also has uh, Katy Perry's double in it, who I forget her name because there's oh. like four of them. The, the, the Katy Perry. Just call her Katy Perry. Katy Perry is in Cloverfield. <laughs> um, so... That is our oh no we got to no, go with our big number one, one. Shoot, what am I thinking number one man number one the ring I the mean ring. you know it was I felt like the ring was legit scary it, it, um, it's definitely disturbing and creepy I think it affected what makes me want to make it number one is because you look at all these and you know for better or worse you like them or do you don't blah 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 these are our recommendations but the ring affected pop culture because you know you're watching something with your friends and like the screen's fucked up or something you're like oh shit are we gonna die in seven days <laughs> right it became its own thing which is fantastic it's so cool when a movie can do that and it certainly yeah. it certainly did I, I love it when a horror movie, especially, can cross over into pop culture as a whole. Yeah. That makes me very happy. Um, I want to go back just momentarily to the idea of an uh, R rated movies are better. And I'm going to tell you some R rated movies, and you tell me if they're really that great of movies um i don't know if you watched one missed call uh rings a bell but i can't yeah it's it's horror but it was just kind of a little generic um stephen king we love you you're welcome on the show anytime you want sleepwalker set in indiana oh i hate it but i love it so much i've rented that movie so many times when i was a kid it's rated r yeah, it's, it's rated R. Oh, it is not fantastic cinema. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. We got Leprechaun Six: Back to the Hood was rated R. Is that the second Hood one? I assume uh, it is. Yes. Yes. Oh uh, man. Yeah, and that's all you need to say. The second time they went to the hood. <laughs> This, wow. Somehow the well dried, but it got just enough precipitation where they're like, one more? How about one more? <laughs> uh, the original Wishmaster was a decent movie. It was not rated R. I think it was PG-13, but Wishmaster 3 and Wishmaster 4 were rated R. and They were not better for Dude, it. I bought a Wishmaster collection, like a DVD collection. Mm-hmm. God damn, after the first one, I'll say after the first one, they dropped off so hardcore that it was like rough. Uh, uh, and I mean, you know, would making, you know, all these movies that, you know, are, are and are not good 
even making them PG-13, even them making them unrated and NC-17 and triple uh, X rated, you could put straight up penetration in Wishmaster 5. Ain't going to save that movie. <laughs> no, no. And my only point by pointing these out is don't judge the movie by its rating. Judge it by the movie. True. Good point. Good point. Which uh, we probably could have said even sooner rather than talking about the ratings for like four hours, however long we went. But, you know, it should be the movie as a whole is what you base it off of. Like the shortcut. I don't think it's good. I think I'll I'll say that I think uh, Silent Night 2 is the worst movie. I've watched on the Horror House podcast, but it's barely a movie, so I can I can give it a pass. And plus, it's memeage, right? But the shortcut, I would say, as a whole movie, it's its own movie. It's a movie, not not my bag, my least favorite, my least favorite movie. And would you recommend Would you recommend the shortcut to the people? How do you feel? I would recommend the reboot of the shortcut to the people. What's the reboot? It's not exist yet, but it needs to be. <laughs> the, the story's good. Um, it's a great premise. Um, I think, especially in the modern times where there's such a, a, a rise up of this liberal um you know, I, I know they like to throw around socialism and communism a lot, but the truth is a lot of people are fed up with the power that that wealthy and well-to-do people hold over us. And, and I think if you could put some more of those themes into it mm-hmm. um, and then still have the twist of, well, you know, the desire to protect your family is not born out of your wealth it doesn't matter where you come from. The wealth just lets you do that better. Right. You know, uh, Interesting. and, and I think that this could be a really good, um, uh, reboot it. Hey, time to bring back scary Madison. No, Adam, call no, me. no, fuck that shit. No, no, don't call us. Well, call us. But after you hear what I have to say next, no, Uh-oh. no more scary Madison. This needs to be a horror house production. Like my blob remake and our Nightbreed series. And, you know, everything we've pitched so far. Like, we ha- we have a whole stable of ideas that just need a little bit of backing, man. And you, you got horror for days. A24, give us a call. All right. Just a little help from our friends, man. Just uh, like Joe Crocker. Like Fred Savage. A- A24, <laughs> give us a call. I never thought I would say that. When they first started making movies, I really did not like the shit they were putting out. There were a couple times I rented movies at the local family video, and when that A24 logo came up, I said, no. No. They've come a long way. I still feel like they're a little bit hit and miss, but their their hits make up for their misses, I think, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't turn away now when I see that logo come up. (laughs) Although I still, every time I see it, think, oh, a Fantastic Four production. Uh, I don't know why. Fan Four Stick. Yep. 
Oh. Well, I mean, the logo A24. Yeah. For some reason, in my head, I read that as, oh, it's a Fantastic Four. Okay. Uh, so before we end the episode, I just got to say, my wife came home from work and handed me a 500 uh, Nigerian dollar bill. <laughs> I guess. Oh. Central Bank okay. of Nigeria. I may be getting anthrax right now. I don't. That's not no knock to Nigeria. I just when you get foreign money randomly. I would be careful. <laughs> maybe, maybe the real scam is convincing people that they shouldn't help the Nigerian prince. Oh, so that was one of my thoughts. I was like, it's fun to talk to a Nigerian prince on Google, but uh, uh, clearly she wouldn't have got a a bill. <laughs> uh, I just, I've been sitting here. F- folding it back in my fingers back and forth for the last couple of minutes. And I was like, I just got to bring this up because it's so not a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, I think that about does it for me this episode, man. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty satisfied that we're done and can move on from the shortcut. No more scary Madison on the horror house. We've reviewed their entire filmography. It's the first oh, time we've done that that I'm aware of. Uh, finally completed. A, a mediocre yeah. filmography. I don't know that I can yeah. recommend it. But Scratch that off the bucket list. If you're a big, you know, uh, Happy Madison kind of fan, maybe give it a shot and see what you think. And if you have some uh, thoughts, you know where to hit us up, Batman. Uh, on Twitter, at Whorehouse2. Dave, tell them your Twitter. Uh, sweetness one uh, with six E's in the sweetness. And I am at Chris, Chris Orsist, like the exorcist, but with a Chris. And, uh, or you can hit us up at the whorehouse, uh, Gmail, which is whorehouse podcast at gmail.com. And tell us and your thoughts. And there's also the Whorehouse Facebook page. And the Whorehouse Facebook page. I almost forgot. Hit us so up. So many ways. So many ways to reach out to us. Hit us up on any of those with your thoughts on the shortcut or what uh, movies you want to see coming up in future episodes. And with that said, I'm, I'm out. I got nothing left to say. See you. See ya.